Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Podcast. Shout out to Bega Dispensaries, our official sponsor. Go check them out for the latest, greatest in your herbal needs. They got everything you need. We got a repeat guest on the podcast, a motherfucking legend. You know what I'm saying? West Coast legend. Hip hop legend, Mr. Criminal. What's going on, brother? What's cracking lacky? We're out here in Denver smoking good, homie. What's good with you? Hell, you been smoking all day or what? All day. So homie. I know you smoke like a champ. You've been smoking all day because it's, it's day. what time is it? I don't even know. Shit, I think it's like 10 o'clock at night, right? And now. he's still going, you know what I mean? And most motherfuckers from out of state, they'll smoke a couple of blunts and be out, be out. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's what keeps us going, homie. We're on this grind. For real. How you been, brother? I've been blessed, homie. I see you grinding on yeah. the IG, just grinding, grinding, grinding. Yeah, I'm thankful to be here with you, homie. Thankful to be out. Out to be able to touch the community and the people, and we just in motion. Hell yeah! Not only doing podcasts, making music, but you're touring. You're doing, <laughs> yes, you said sir. this is your second show or third show? This is our third show of the stop, and we got uh, <laughs> the whole summer to go, bro. We just getting started. Oh yeah, where have you been so far? We were up in Portland doing some stuff with Lowrider. We okay. were in Nebraska. We started in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay, which was a historical show oh, with me, bro, King OG, and Drummer. I wanted to go that, bro, and I knew it was, it was like on the radar. Mm-hmm. But I, sometimes you just lose track. Yeah. And I was going to even hit up Brace. I was like, I'm going to fly out there and see yeah. if you can hook up a ticket. Because yeah. I know it's going to be Oh, you would have been in with us. down, bro. And like, I've, miss, I've seen it on the Instagram. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we like, made history for the culture, homie. Shout out to everybody that came out. Did history, we did some bro. things that, that they never expected for us to hit them upside the head with. Ain't never you know? been done, right? Never been done. Man, who was all who all kind of did that show? Um, that was King Little G. He invited me, and then for me, we got uh, Yellow Hill as a new guest. Then we added Little Weirdo last minute, and then we just surprised them up up behind the scenes with Drummer Boy. He hit the stage, you know. Because um, Little King G was talking about that shit about having yeah. some shit cracking uh-huh. in Vegas on your podcast, right? Yeah, it was a it was the the birth of it. He he came to my podcast to to uh, open the door and say, "Look, brother, I want to do this with you. We want to make history as a culture because a lot of people." know there's a lot of people in the game and i'm not trying to flex or nothing but nobody has sold as many records as me and king little g in the last 25 years so we are like the faces of the shit so to say right so he he understood that and i understood that and i put my pride aside put his pride aside and now we working and that's mad respect on that bro i really appreciate you and commit for doing that shit like bridging the gap you know what i mean even not even bridge the gap but like him getting on there and you know kind of reaching out to drummer boy and kind of them squashing that shit you know what i mean yeah you guys are talking like we all need to help each other, whether it's music, it's podcasts, whatever. Yeah. We're all brown, bro. And we all come from a prideful background. You see, that wasn't ever something that I ever thought would be true or, or come true because I come from a neighborhood that beats with his neighborhood. Right. There was really blood that was spilled behind the scenes on both ends. So, But we, we got in the rap game, what, to represent a neighborhood and spill blood or to feed our families and uplift our people. Right. So that's when I had to make a decision. Now, I'm not 18 years old, 19, 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming an OG in the game. I'm a man. I'm I'm a vet. Grown, How do I bro. lead this shit? You know what I'm saying? So uh, putting a putting pride aside and being able to do something like that for the community, I think was a big look. And that's something I'm definitely going to be proud of uh, for years to come. No, nah, for sure. Like I said, I commend you, brother. Salute. Like, that's real shit. Everyone talks about it. No one does it. You no one does it. On a platform that was on fire, still on fire. Yes, bro. sir. You know yes, sir. Saying? And it's only growing. And it's only getting bigger. I like the fact that when you get on YouTube, mm-hmm. see, you have three different... Uh, algorithms there you got the live algorithm you got the shorts feed and then you got the traditional we've been killing the traditional for years but the the live feed and the shorts is a whole new beast it's like starting from scratch so i like challenges homie now we're back at square one Hey, but you're still going <coughs> strong, you know what I mean? Yes, you sir. You got the, the fan base to fucking, how do you say? People like are carrying us up, through, you know yeah. I mean? 
Yeah, we did pretty good. We did uh, 20, 22 million impressions our first month. Um, right now we're down to, I think we're like 18, 19 million impressions in a month. I think that's amazing, brother. For real. Yeah. Hey, what made you kind of start like the podcast, man? What kind of made you kind of say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast? Well, I'm a businessman, right? So right. I utilize every tool that's available to me. And when we created our, our studio and we created a building, there's so many uh, avenues of being able to monetize the building mm -hmm. and being able to monetize the building from a recording studio to being able to bring people in on meet and greets if we ever wanted to was something that we had a vision. So we created a showroom in the front. Uh, we have the back room, which is a showroom for the cars, which I also have a, a flipping business, what I do on the side. So far, I haven't had no successful flips because I'm keeping them all. But right. the, pro <laughs> the process was to buy these classic cars and flip them, which now they all my cars since I've owned the building have doubled or tripled up. So it's all working out. So uh, monetizing was another step. We had the front room. Um, podcasting, I feel, is is an opportunity that not a lot of people are taking advantage of right now. Nah, it's it's really. people talk about it. Everybody's into it, but nobody's grabbing it. And like I, I feel like a lot of competition wasn't really taking it to the level where we could. Uh -huh. So I jumped on it, bro. Whenever I see an open space and something like that, I jumped on it. And it just monetized another spot in my building to create another business avenue and another uh, uh, like revenue In your stream. building, you got different departments. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And we have a compound, brother. And, and uh, I'm proud to say that, that we're able to use our minds mm -hmm. and, and use the gifts that God give us to 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 plant plant seeds that give us fruit quickly. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like I was saying, man, you got like the whole shebang, bro. You got yeah. the Jay Leno gangster shit, like screens and videos yeah. playing and fucking the whole nine. Yeah, you know we tried mean? when we when we first set out, we had a vision and I got with my team, I got with my beautiful wife, I got with my producer critical. And we said, this is what we want to do. And we set out for that vision. And, uh, yeah, we knocked it out, bro. I'm more than happy with what we came out with as a team because everything we do is as a team. Hell, yeah, that's dope, man. Um, who was, like, your first guest? My very first guest was the homie Young Dopey. Shout out to Young Dopey. He was my first guest, and he kicked it off. Uh, he kicked the whole shit off, and, yeah, it's been good ever since, man. We've just been rolling ever since. And then talk about it, man. I know it started picking up momentum, you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely did. We had Young Dopey, and we were just talking about life, and a controversial subject came up, a controversial subject with... As I mentioned earlier, I sell some of the most records in this whole West Coast being brown skin ever in Latin rap history. And he brought up the fact that he thought it was real strategic and slick that they didn't bring me up in that King of Chicano rap conversation. Right. So I said, uh, I agreed. I felt like it was extremely strategical. I said on my show, it's documented. I said, motherfuckers know not to throw me in that mix because I eat motherfuckers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. For real. Because I believe in my craft and this is a friendly competition. If you're going to let me go out there and shoot some points, I'm going to do some triple dunks on these motherfuckers, <laughs> right? Because I'm confident what I could do. So as soon as that was being brought up, I started getting communication from King Little G. So he was like, let's clear this up. Let's make sure that it's, it doesn't come out. But because, you know, our people take shit like that and they'll twist it. They'll run with it all criminal, say he'll eat motherfuckers up. And then he's dissing King Little G or something like that. Right. So he called, like, what's, what's good with it? And then uh, him and Dopey kind of had a prior issue where they weren't communicating properly. Right. So we ended up, not so to say squash a beef, but we put them back in communication. Right. To at least talk about shit. At least talk about shit. And then, and then the next day, like within two days, King Lil G called me. And he called me the next day and was like, I want to pull up on you like tomorrow type shit. So I was like, right, damn, right this now, this right is now. becoming big. And then he pulled up and he started talking about the shit with Drummer and how he wanted to see Drummer. And I'm like, wait a second. The light popped off in my head. Mm -hmm. Drummer's my little homie. I know his homies from his hood since the 1995, six years. You know what I'm saying? So I roll with them fools. I've been in the streets with them fools in the 
trenches with all the military weapons, all that shit. Like me and them, we go back. So I was like, that's an easy play. So I hit him and he was a little bit abrasive or hesitant at first. Uh-huh. But due to the fact of my leadership and, and I feel that people could tell my intentions are good, he came through and, and, and with love, I told the little homie, like, like follow my lead, little homie, let's do it. Now, he's on fire more than he's ever been in his career, and these fools are getting bags all over the country. They've, they've touching, been for a minute. they're touching, yeah, 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 but now they're really, really going. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, their shit's like activated, like someone poured gas on their shit. And I'm proud to say that that was, that was all started right there on the podcast, homie. Like I said, yeah. you're, you're making, making moves, man. Like, not even moves, like, how do I say? It? I'm trying to think of the word, but like, I want to say like generational gap shit. You're, you're yeah, bridging this shit. You're put, you're bridging it and fucking. You know what I mean? Because like they said, the youngsters need to listen. They need to swallow their pride. Yeah. And us as the old cats need to be like, or you know, I mean, not saying you're old, but yeah. You know, we the old the the OGs or whatever. We need to not get to the point where we're like, fuck it. Yeah. I ain't fucking with it no more. And I'm, also, we have we have standards, right? Yeah. So I'm making it a standard, and I'm making the standard that all that bullshit that people doing, all that fugazi shit, all that disrespecting another man, and then saying they outside and all that goofy shit fools be doing online. Uh-huh. Like I don't even acknowledge it when fools do that shit. We don't even acknowledge it. Gangsters don't talk. We just do what we do. And uh, there's a lot of funny fugazi shit out there. So when people put us in the same category, I don't even acknowledge it because they ain't on our level. So we out here really getting bags. We're really out here changing communities. We're really out here doing that. People sort of say, uh, you know, they ask about, oh, what about this rapper in L.A.? What about this rapper? I say that rapper ain't really doing it. That really rapper ain't international. That rapper ain't getting money. That rapper probably never even seen a quarter million dollars in his life. So why would I acknowledge an artist like that and put myself on that level when we're self-made bosses and millionaires that took our families all around the world off this shit? It's it's like comparing fucking night to day, homie. It's two two different things, you know what I mean? No, for sure. Hey, talking about like fucking just lame ass and crazy shit. I gotta ask you about this because this is all in the news, bro. Yeah, Keefy D. Yeah, for real. Like this fool really went and did all that shit and, th- and thought he was not gonna get him. I don't know what his strategy was on that. It seemed like of the most awkward and the most fail proof. Uh, no, no, the fail sure. You're gonna surely fail yeah. doing this strategy. I mean, like you want enough? attention. Yeah. But in the wrong way, huh? It's bad enough the kids are doing it in the music. Right. But now you're doing interviews in a book and you're basically saying, I handed the gun, which, and now with all this shit coming up, I'm starting to think that he is the one. That's Crazy, like, right? Tupac. He might have been. And he might have been throwing this off the whole time, you, you know, know what I mean? And fucking just playing it, like like yeah. doing the, like they said, the T.I. kind of blaming it on his, his nephew, you know what it's I mean? It's trippy, huh? That's fucking wild, bro. It's wild, bro. But you know what? To me, nothing is uh, surprising these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, the shit's out of control. We got. We got uh, six nine that became, you know, a household name through right. fucking all the mamadas he did, and now he's a snitch getting millions of dollars in the game. So, I mean, what what's surprising anymore? You know what I mean? Like, dog, I, where I work, like it's like kind of like a call center, I guess you can call it. You know what I mean? But you got some like square ass motherfucking, you know, fools, whatever, whatever. And I remember like the squares Mexican fools, the one that would be all would listen to his shit and love that shit. Yeah. I'm just like trying to figure like the connection between that shit. Like, yeah. What do you see in that shit? But it trips me out. Man, like you said, shit now, I mean, that was one level of surprising this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And fucking the next one is this Keefy D shit because I mean, fuck, he's going to get hammed up, bro. Like I don't he's know what the fuck he was thinking. He's, he's a rap. Yeah, I don't know what and he was thinking either. To go into the fucking prison, everyone know that you killed Tupac now? Yeah. He's gonna be. He's got the PC up. Yeah, he's, he's definitely. <laughs> he's definitely doing some funny fugazi shit that's questionable. But I mean, 
people been doing that shit in the street life. I mean, I've been having homies being from a neighborhood. You get news like 15, 16 years old that one of your OGs did some weird shit. And you're like, what the fuck? You serious? Like, yeah. my boy this? Like, I done seen this fool handle the tools properly. I seen him fucking hold his own. I seen him be surrounded by the enemy. Guys 20 deep and not break it down. But somehow to the law and for freedom, motherfuckers will scream like, like, you know what I mean? Like Mariah Carey on the track. That's it's crazy. crazy. Bro. And then even some of them try to fit back in. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And a lot of people are because, uh, like I said, shit's watered down, homie. It's just not like it used to be. You know what I mean? What do you think, like, people doing, like, music with that fool? I'm not even going to say his name, but you know what I mean? Like, I know you would never do a song with that fool. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm saying, but like, uh, there's standards, right? Some people are so desperate for views and, and fame. Same. They'll do anything, homie. But, but, like, anything else, like, when you have morals, when you have standards, you know not to grab your dough sack and go stand on the wrong corner and disrespect that man, or you're gonna get what comes with that shit. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's it's the principles and, and, and morals that were applied through street life that I know a lot of these fools never walked in because they would carry themselves as such, but they don't. They act like a bunch of trucks, so you know that they never fucking experienced none of the shit that we lived in. You know right. what I'm saying? Nah, none of that. Or shit, they wouldn't bro. have lasted a day, homie. You not know what at saying? all, bro. Up. Having to walk through the hood nah, by yourself, nah. you know. What I mean? nah. A couple times, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep it popping. What's For up? Sure. You, know what you I mean? have to. You have to. I'm a one man army everywhere I go. I say that all the time confidently because I got God behind me and I keep my intentions pure. That's dope, brother. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And I want to ask you, how did you hook up with Freddie Negretti, man? Because he's a legend too, bro. I met him like I met him before, but I did a little five minute interview with him yeah. about a month ago and then I've been talking to him we're gonna do some live shit but yeah. how do you hook up with him cause he's, I was he's dope say, too bro you know everybody that I've connected with in this game has been organically just like knowing the right people like how I met you through my homeboy Brace right yeah. it's just shout out shout yeah out. shout out to my boy Brace it's like knowing good people always plugs you with good people and you're able to know what type of people keep good people in their circle. Like, I know when I come to you, you got the good energy and the frequency of the homie that was just in this room. He has so much positive energy and so much good frequency yep. that I know whoever he turns me on to is going to most likely be on his frequency. Right. So you are able to read that. Now, if I'm in a room full of, like, 15 goons and motherfuckers in the corner mad, I'm like, hey, fool, anybody got a problem with smoking? Like, that's not a frequency I want to be around. I carry myself around 15 motherfuckers like that. I'm going to be in that 15 problems that come with it. Liability. That's 15 liabilities you're gonna come with motherfuckers uh exactly exactly. and i've done that before and i've (laughs) came with those consequences and i've been around that so i think that just the fact that uh you're able to tune into other energies and frequencies in life and then you're able to understand that this person's on the same mission they take care of their family they're they're doing dope shit like this podcast they're doing dope shit like this building and the the art that comes out of here like i think you're able to to know, like, this isn't a waste of time. I pulled up here, and I was proud to come because of the, the that, energy bro. you guys put out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Shit, I appreciate that coming from a guy, cat like you, man. You Thank know what you, I mean? man. And I want to ask you, too. So we were talking about Fred Negretti. Like, did you hit him up? You know what I mean? Like, you know did what? you know much about him? or Not really, homie. To be honest with you, I really don't know a lot of the people I tap in with. To be real with them, I know that they're all go-getters. I know they chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. But I just honestly, like, I'm so self-consumed in my hustle. Like, I don't even be knowing, like, no no disrespect to the homie Peso Pluma or whatever, but I know that he follows me. I know that he's been into my shit before he blew up. I know that he's reached out before his huge fame and success. But I, honest to God, never heard one song from him until last week. And that's not because 
of anything other than I'm so focused. Every day I wake up and I'm chasing this goal. They say to become a multimillionaire, you have to have seven streams of income. Well, I, was about to I got seven, seven streams hustles. plus motherfucking more. Yeah. So when you have, it's easier said than done. Oh, we want to have seven streams of hustles. But are you willing to wake up and, and do what it takes and maintain those each and every one of those hustles and, 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 and facilitate deals for each and every one and, and lock down shit and secure, uh, you know, opportunities in within each one of those that's a lot of responsibility not a lot of people will understand the takes they just want to smoke and play games all day you know what i mean right, for real, for my real. game my game me smoke my game is life how i connect with you i just passed another level being here i just hit another mushroom when when, when i hit the studio before right. like i'm powering up yeah how many stops did you make like, i, I think we're on our sixth or seventh one yeah, we we not stop, brother. We, we not stop. Appreciate it, man. Like yeah. I said, this late at night. You've been going all day. I'm sure you've been smoking. I'm sure. You know what I mean. You just want to get back and chill. It's you all know? good. You know, when we leave our house, I have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful home. And when I leave my house, I've always committed and, and said this. And my wife's able to be a part of this now. But I've always said, when I leave my home, mm -hmm. I'm gonna come back with a bag, but not more than more than a bag. I'm gonna come back with an experience to help level my family up and our mentalities and our experiences in life, right? Level up. So I'm out here really connecting and when I connect with you, I get a little bit of your energy and your knowledge and I soak that up in the next man and the next man and the next businessman's idea and the next building and I might walk into and see, damn, the way they do it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're walking influences. You're an influence, I'm an influence. So it's all about whatever we need to do to take advantage and I'm not going to leave my home and go sit in the hotel and chill with my feet up when I could chase opportunities non-stop to be able to advance and further my goals right absolutely hey one of the, one of the things that you kind of did is when snoop took over the death row shit man yes sir you were on that shit with him how did that shit kind of transpire man Look, tell me run us through all that man well i'm naturally an investor in this cryptocurrency space in the nft game well, right i know you was bigger i mean one of the times i went to la like i said yeah. i hit a brace again and he was like oh he's in new york with the nft shit yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah like, oh, and we're cool, still cool. heavy in it we're gonna be in hong kong with the uh, so NFT that shit ain't died yet. Nah, that shit ain't nowhere near dead. Okay. I still got my portfolio still six figures plus. So even even though it took uh, a low end, this is when you buy. This is when you right. you you snatch in. People people don't understand that this is the opportunities. People don't understand that these are the moments right here that make buy people sell high. rich as motherfuckers, right? You buy you buy the rumors, sell the news. A lot of people don't understand. They just want to jump in when it's hype. And I learned, and I also learn by being a part of that wave right you learn both sides of it so i've seen the successful sides i've seen the sides where you, you're not as successful make a long story short being part of the board ape uh community the mutant ape yacht club uh it's like a true community like okay. there's only there's only a certain amount of people there's ten thousand apes board apes there's twenty thousand mutant apes right there's only thirty thirty thousand people in this whole fucking planet and most people own multiple like me i've owned four total okay. so i was able to flip one for like 88 bands uh, another one for like I don't remember how much, but bottom line is these things are very expensive assets that you could, if you get them in the right time, that they're worth a lot and they have benefits. So right. Like they airdrop you money, all this type of shit. If you're in it at the right time. So my whole point is this: getting in that community furthered me with more people. This door led to that door. Went to the uh, NFT conference. Was tapped in with my boy Brian Lopez that owns a, a board ape. Was chopping chop it up with racks. Being in that room, I ran into Snoop Dogg's son, which we know each other from back in the days. Right, right. He was with Amador and and a couple dudes that actually run the death row shit and all that, and just chopping it up behind the scenes. I was like, yo, you know, this is what we're doing. Now they understood that I own some NFTs. They're like, bro, you should be a part of this, you know. And then the next thing you know, we got the track cracking. Snoop put it out on this shit. And 
Did you freestyle history. that shit too? Do you freestyle everything? everything? Mm-hmm. I don't write no music. Oh, okay. Everything. When was the last time we wrote? Probably like five years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like you said, it's just more genuine, more of the moment, what's kind of popping, right? Yeah, I would say uh, recently I wrote To Be 1000 with you. I wrote on the King Little G track with me and King Little G okay. because he wrote and he took his time and he was in my studio taking so much time and being so precise with it. And I was like, you know what? I want to bring that energy too. I want to see how that feels Magic. to get back in there. Yeah, instead of just freestyle. So on my track with him, America's Most Wanting, and on the song uh, with all of us that we got together, uh, those were both written. I didn't freestyle those. I wrote those. That's dope, man. I was going to say, I have a request for you for a guest on your podcast. What's bro. up? Razkaz. Razkaz is hard. Because he, he did he did a podcast recently with um, Hoffa. Okay. My expert opinion. But I need a L.A. cat. Yeah. To talk to Razkaz. You know, I'll tap and, in. And get, you know what I mean? Get that's, the, that's he has easy. a lot of history. Like, he put a lot of fools on. He's from Carson, too. right? Huh? He's from Carson, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Put on the far side. He opened a lot of doors for a lot of cats, and mm-hmm. he's just like, he's like us, bro. You know what I mean? He's just mm-hmm. real, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely tap in with some people. I know a lot of people that know him, so I definitely will tap in. Coming from a gangster's uh, rap fan base, I always came up more liking like the hardcore rap, like gangbanging rap. Mm-hmm. But I always just, yeah, yeah. And then some, everything um, that came after that, like the Brother Lynch's, the Seabos, all that Spice South one. South Central Cartel, bro. South Central Cartel, shit like that. But you know, the Razzcats, I always respected the lyricists and the hip hop heads. It just, just was a different place for me. Like I didn't really, I couldn't relate to it, but I respected it, you know no, what I mean? I feel you, cause like I didn't get into Razzcats till way mm-hmm. later, bro. Like yeah. I would see his shits too and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But once I actually kind of got older and sat down and listened, like he has a dope album with Apollo. Okay. That shit bangs and just like Apollo was a dude that passed away that played him in the society, right? Uh, or Boys I, in the Hood? No, I think he's like a producer. I could have oh, a wrong, okay, okay, bro. Okay. I'm high right now. No, that's all good. Weed, you now know you know what's there. crazy? A lot of people don't know this, and I don't think I've ever said this publicly ever. But I used to go to hip hop ciphers when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old in South Central LA. They have a life? thing called Project Blow. A Project Blow. Project okay. Blow. But before that shit was commercialized, before the Eminem Make My movies, before all that mm-hmm. shit, I'm talking with fools who were getting smoked in the parking lot right after the battles. Damn. Like, I was seeing it, witnessing it. I was right there in the mix, you know. And seeing that also taught me and birthed the hunger in me, even though I didn't understand. That lifestyle, my homies were in it because I would go around my homies in Whittier. I had a homie, Roger, that I don't hang out with no more. But he had a lot of homies in party crews in Whittier. They were part of a party crew called Main Attraction. Mm-hmm. And we used to go right there and then link with them cats, go party to a couple parties, maybe Whittier, Pico Rivera. Then I would hit my homie shop web because he would be in the area anyways. Mm-hmm. So then we'd all link and go different directions. I might hop in his car, go a different direction with my homies from my neighborhood or just stay with the party crew cats, right? But... I would go with them, and then we would go and end up at Project Blow, and they'd be like, just some art shit. And then next thing you know, we'd be like, damn, like, some of my homies straight up to be real, they're like, I don't want to fucking be here, homie, these motherfuckers, and disrespectful. You know, yeah. some homies are a little bit on some other shit, you know? Yeah, no, I don't. And, no, you know, they'll me. say their little words and their comments, and I'm just like, nah, homie, but I would understand the craft. I would see their hunger. I would see the motherfuckers sweating off their face, wiping their right. face, throwing it down, rapping, spitting in each other's face. And I'm like, damn, I might crack that fool who's spitting in my face. But I understood this isn't about that. This is a battle. These fools are really going at it. And coming from the West Coast, I never thought that that existed. You know what I'm saying? So it was an eye-opener for me. And it was in one of the most grimiest, ghettoest, dangerous fucking neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So you had to go risk your life just to watch that shit. Hey, another cat, too, I was going to tell you, like, I don't know what's about proper dose. Frank V. Frank V. Mm-hmm. What's up? Is, is, is he still doing okay? Man, it's crazy. Or? I'm going to tell you something I never said publicly about proper dose, too. So proper dose was... Uh, 
one of my favorite artists growing up. I, I never give him the props that I that I feel like he deserves because I feel like he made a a decision and a move that I didn't agree with early in my career. Okay. And uh, I thought it was some shit that I just I I looked down upon. You know what I'm saying? He was a real one from his hood. We all went to. Mexico together, the homies from National City, the homies Spanish Fly, Maniac, me, my homeboys from my barrio, Capone, his homies from his barrio, the homie Spider, Pacas Criminales, they were like 40 deep, mm -hmm. and uh, him with like 12 of his homies from Santa Monica. And I looked at him as a real homie, you know what I mean? But there was a time where my homie Stomper, rest in peace, wanted to work with him. And I was producing Stomper's full album. And I don't remember exactly verbatim how it came about, but he was like saying shit like he was better than us and he wouldn't rap with us and all this shit. But we were selling way more records than him at the right. time. So at the time I confronted him and I was like, what's up with this shit? And he's like, nah, I don't feel like that. But it was already put out there about how he felt through somebody else. So I made a whole ass track where I was like pretty much getting at him. And I remember Capone didn't want to release it. And uh, you know, I, I could basically get at the cat myself. So. I was like, you know, I'm gonna leave that alone because of the prior respect I had for him. Right. But uh, yeah, so I just a lot of motherfuckers. No, I never put it out. I didn't even say his name, but it was like I was speaking on the situation, and if he heard the song, he would have understood I was you talking about. Know, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just at the time what it was. But um, I ended a lot of motherfuckers' careers and, and, and didn't have no hesitation in disrespecting anybody back then. I mean, even person, I slapped the shit out of somebody quick, right? right. But. For some reasons, out of his OGness in the game and out of what I respected him doing with Mexican power and everything, I was like, I just gonna leave this shit alone. You know what I mean? So I just left it alone. I didn't agree with it. Stomper didn't agree with it. Big Locote didn't agree with it. The whole camp was basically like, oh, fuck that. And to be real with you, that's the reason why he never put out an album on High Power, because he was going to. And I, I pretty much at that time was like, nah, homie, I'm producing this shit. Right. And Capone at that time was like, yeah, well, let's just pull back. Because I, I had a lot, of, a lot of weight. I was the general of the label for a reason. Everything was going through me, and Capone was basically asking my opinion. If not... To me to push through on, on, on shit that he didn't want to do. You know for what I mean? For sure, for sure. Were you hearing it like from multiple people or? Nah, it was like straight from my homie Stomper. You know, rest in peace. And I'm, I'm gonna take my homie Stomper's yeah. word. My homie Stomper was a real motherfucker, you know? So yeah, that's what it was. Like you said, he has his placement, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? He was definitely one of those cats that took it to like another level. But he didn't take advantage of his opportunity of his name. Nah, not at all. He, he, he dropped the ball in that aspect. And I say that respectfully because uh, we all have Wasted opportunities, mm -hmm. but I feel like he had a good, good voice and a good name and a I great, a great dope, talent, bro. homie. Yeah, like they I said he was the Mexican Ice Cube. The first time I played his shit, I was so proud to play it in front of my brother, and my brother goes, "Who the fuck is that?" It sounds like a Mexican Ice Cube. I'll never forget that, and I was like, "Damn, that's that's huge," you know. Oh, for so for sure, for sure, it is what it is. But yeah, he came and he did his thing, and props to him. For sure. Oh yeah. Hey, what kind of new stuff you got going on, brother? Shit, I got investments. I got me and my baby girls podcast, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. I got. Uh, when's that? Is that when's that premiering? Or when's that? It's starting? been going. We've been, been doing going? it. Yeah, it's been going. We just. I even seen in the algorithm. Yeah, What's we up? we can't stay consistent with that one because we've been moving so much. So it's easier for me to just jump in front of a camera and do Mr. Criminal anytime. Yeah. But with my girl, I want to be precise with it. I want to be intentional. Be point, right? I yeah. want to make sure it's right. Like me, I don't give a fuck if I look sloppy. You got a couple <laughs> yeah, spots yeah. on me or anything, right? We could, we could jump out the car. Yeah, but, but with the wifey, you got to gotta do it right with the wifey. I want to make sure that we got the topics right. We got we got it as well uh, thought out, all that shit. So Not just we, off we, off we've been doing it like every three weeks to, do, to be real, but we're going to start doing them every week we're gonna do them you guys have mobily, guests, all like? that shit you know what so far 
our Bonnie and Clyde epi- episodes are about us, our relationship, and like how to overcome struggles and obstacles within relationships in, in the entertainment industry, and just like uh, being young and, and, and being young parents and shit that a lot of people face. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it's more about. It's not more about the guests, you know. Right, we will we will have some when it comes organically. Like I say, everything that's happening, like people think I'm behind the scenes blowing people up, paying motherfuckers for for features or, or like none uh, of this. Nah. nah, man. There's everybody's calling me. Like the other day, I was sitting on my couch, my own business, and Sugar Free called me. He's like, bro, I need to be on your podcast. I mean, fuck this. I need to, there's a fire out there right now. People talking shit, and I'm going to be the one to put it out because I fuck with you, criminal. We fuck with the rasa. And I'm like, homie. My wife was right there. She heard the whole thing. So I'm like, classic jail shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. But but our our relationships out here are true. Like, Mm -hmm. like people try to throw stones at what you built, and the people that back you that aren't even from your side will back you because. crazy like yeah that. because you got that real respect <laughs> homie and, and some people that stand on bullshit don't you know that I mean? even drives like me more when the person that i don't expect does something or whatever you know what i mean shares whatever like mm. i'm like damn like i am reaching motherfucker like, yeah you know what i mean yeah like, it's real know, dog if our homies helped out fucking we'd be we, we, we done blown up. straight up right straight up that's real talk. all my homies shared my shit once that's what it is <laughs> and you know people are more proud to share a stranger shit than their own people's shit. I never understood that. We make it we make it cool to support our own shit. That's what I liked about my mom when she had her business. She made it okay to support our own people. Uh, a lot of people don't. They turn their back. Just go work. You know, my mom had an employment agency and she hired nothing but Latinos and people without papers and she knew it. Parolees. Yeah. And she prided herself in that. I'm giving these people opportunities. They're hard workers. They're going to go out there and change their lives because she was once that. She didn't know Spanish or English. All she knew was Spanish. She didn't have no uh, education, fourth grade education, right? So I feel like there needs to be more people like that that take advantage of their opportunities and actually don't waste a moment in the day. You know, that's why we're here right now. Oh, for sure. Making making moves, you know what I mean? Got Creating content for them to grasp. You know, yeah. Message. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Got him. Is there any any guests that you really want to get on your podcast? Shit, you know what? I want to get Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Okay. I want to get Cheech and Chong. I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to manifest that right now. We're going to get Cheech soon. He just opened up a, a, a museum probably like five minutes from my studio. Okay. So we jumped in the in the showtime. I got a, a, a lowrider called Lake Show, like the Lakers back in the days, and uh we we jumped in that the other day and we went right to his museum and I parked it right there and I manifested it and I put it in the world. So we're gonna do it again right now. Yeah, okay. we'll have cheats soon. I'm gonna be smoking some of this bomb with them soon. Some of this apricot scone. Hell yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hey, when someone goes like to LA, where's the name? Can you give them a couple good places to go grub, go eat, get some? Good I'll tell food? you right now. Go to Don Felix in Silver Lake off of Alvarado and Silver Lake Boulevard. How go far is Silver Lake from like downtown? It is downtown. Oh, it is downtown. Yeah, it's right there. Downtown. That's it. It's like the it's the west side. It's considered the west side, but Silver Lake is basically like when they show LA and they show the iconic lake that's showing. Uh, it's like a little park. That's Echo Park. Yeah, so I know it's where that's right. At. It's right to the right of that. You're so, right. That's right by downtown. Right yeah, so that's street. right. That, that's why they show that shot because it's overlooking downtown. That's Echo Park. It's iconic. They got that waterfall and that that little lake and all that. But we got the like the reservoir and it's right there, just right down the street. So I would say like. Not even two minutes driving, homie. Like, like literally, you know. All my homies, most of my homies from my neighborhood, lived in Echo Park, or they lived like in different spots, and then they bounced around. Cause you know, most of our people, 
they, they're struggling to survive, trying to figure out how to pay rent the next month. So they'll bounce from this side to that side, this street to that street, you know? I know, man. I, you don't know how bad I want to move to L.A., but just fucking... I mean, I could probably move there and just be broke as fuck, but what's Yeah, it's, 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 it's all about perspective, homie. Like, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people could, could do, especially with the internet, right? You could do whatever you want from anywhere now. It doesn't, there's no more excuses of where you're at in the world. It's all about what you apply and how much pressure you apply to your hustle. Uh-huh. Because if you if you apply that pressure, you can't be denied. And it doesn't matter where you're at on the map. You're gonna be you're gonna be known. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna ask you man, do you still go like cruising and shit like that? You know I try but I work so hard. So right. like I was saying we went cruising recently and we went to uh you know where the paper's at, my bad. I can't find it. Papers. The papers, baby. Rolling papers? Yeah rolling papers. Um yeah we try we try to cruise but honestly, we're so fucking uh, grinding twenty four seven that it's more of a it's more of a thought than an actual reality. You know, like we we just have the whips there ready to go. Now, one of man, like I said, I be trying to go to L A. like every three four months. Uh huh. This is probably like three four years ago because time be fine. This is definitely before COVID. Yeah. But I got the chance to go to the park on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, like fucking. <laughs> Nothing but Mexican gente and fucking lowriders and everything, bro. And that was the fucking shit. I had to leave that day. I was so mad. You know what's dope? Is my music has been the soundtrack of that in California and all over the world for many years, and I'm proud of it. They tell me that uh, my music comes out of lowriders all over the place, and I hear it, and I go places, and I bump, and I hear that shit, and I make this music tailored for the people that bump that shit. So we got a new music called Impala Music coming out soon, and I'm really proud because I know my lowrider is going to eat that up and have a good time with it, you know? Nah, for sure. Last time I was there, man, we went, the homie hit me, 3000 3, Supply Avenue Commerce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit was going down. That was that it. Was, and, like, we do, we do little graffiti, too, so there was trains right there that were stopping, Oh, hell too. yeah, you got so it in. We, you look at my page, and it was, tat, you know, doing their shit and checking out the lowriders, all hell the yeah. honeys, you know what I mean? When I, moved, when I moved from L.A. to the IE, I used to bounce back and forth to a city called Pomona. It's a well-known out there mm-hmm. it's a very very witted city i mean there's so many neighborhoods so many homies but i got a homie named perk back in the days he was from a, a, a tagging crew and uh uh he used to get down man my homie used to write sick and clean and i would go with him a couple times he was half black half indian mm-hmm. half native american native american he was a good friend of mine shout out to perk man if you hear this any people that know perk man put me back in touch with him um, but yeah, anyways, the reason why I bring that up is I would be able to go with him and his homies that threw bombs up and shit. And we go like to spots in Los and like different spots where they have like big ass fucking, you know, uh, bridges and under underpasses and all that shit. And these fools would get off. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be right there smoking, watching them just like, wow, these fools are so talented, you know? I wonder what happened to these dudes. What ended up happening to them? I remember the very last time we tried to jump a barbed wire fence and I fucked up my khakis and my shoe right there and I was oh, so pissed. Shit. I'm like, I'm never going back. These fools were laughing at me, clowning me because I was like the only like cholo homie with them, you know? Like gangster. All these fools were like on some, on some taggy shit. And I remember they're all khakied out of size fucking 60s Ben Davis jumping the fence with these fools. You're the regulator in case shit goes down. Yeah, dog. I was right there. Sometimes. I was just you trying to have fun, real. dog. I was just trying to experience different shit because I lost so much of my youth being in jail. Uh-huh. I never got to experience a lot of that shit, you know what I mean? So I wanted to see what that shit was about. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Hell yeah. Hey, I went to, like I said, I went to Rhymefest like a couple months ago in outside of L.A. Yeah. And two cats, the openers were Coyote. Oh, shit. And I, I'd heard the song like, you know, the 10 Laws of L.A. I mm-hmm. heard that, but I didn't know that was them. But those fools got some bars. They be, they be spitting for some youngsters. And it's like gangster. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's bars though too, like yeah. a little educated. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And besides that, they found I, a nice nice little medium. Exactly. For it. And then another one was Reverie. Yeah, I, yeah. I never heard of her, and she was like, she was getting off. She's getting off. Bro. Yeah, that's like, a Latino right there doing her thing too. And, and she's hooked in with like the psycho realm, the whole. She's really hooked in with the underground. It really shocked me, bro. When I looked at her shit, she got Ari the Rugged Man, Killer Priest, Two Mex, like all the. And I give her props like the, too. You know, Eli and the Grouch, all the cats that are at the top of that game. Yeah. Giving her mad props and doing music with her, you know what I mean? I'll tell you this: I'll give you an inside story on her, and I'll say that she's she's holds her on as as a female artist because she said some shit that I didn't agree with, and I felt like it was disrespectful to me personally. And mm -hmm. I got at her like, "What the fuck's this bullshit?" And she was like, "I said what I said, type shit, you know." And I was like, "Okay, okay, this girl's holding her own." But I said what I said back, and she came back with like some respectful shit, like, "You're no G, you do your shit, like you've opened the doors, like I would never mean that towards you, type shit." But I am who I am type shit. And I respect it. I was like, cool, do your thing. You know? At least you recognize it. Yeah, right? yeah, you know yeah for I mean? sure, for sure. You know how youngsters are sometimes, yeah, you know what I mean? For sure, 100%. I was going to ask you, what do you think about these lists, too, man? Like, when motherfuckers put together, like, the best Latino list or the best rap list or all that I don't shit. know where they fucking get their facts from. Because sometimes I see my name on them a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But I see fools that don't deserve to be on there at all. And then I see these lists where I'm not on them at all. And I'm like, damn, these fools must have woke up and... Forgot the true history of this rap game, you know what I mean? Because it is what it is. But then you gotta understand this bias too. A lot of these dudes might have been victims of us. When you're smashing 23 years in the game and you do this thing called gangster rap, you really have to come outside. You really have to show face. You really have to be in situations where people are gonna test that. Yeah. And you don't be in the game 23 years successfully without passing those tests with flying colors. So, unfortunately, sometimes when you pass those tests with flying colors, the person that's a victim becomes in a position where they can speak their mind on the internet or in a chat room or like that. So that's their payback. That's their payback. They might have got slapped back in the days and then 10 years later, now they can make a list and you're not on it, Mr. Criminal, because you slapped me 10 years ago. Or you slap my primo or some stupid shit. Some dumb shit, right? I don't really trip off that. I know that it's always an ulterior motive because I can't nobody say that they sold more records than me or my previous label in the last 25 fucking years other than King Little G, right. period. And we influenced him. Oh, for sure, man. You're fucking legend in the game, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I say that humbly, but I remember them little homies coming up like, yeah, you're doing it with my homie Youngster, rest in peace. Where you get them jerseys at? How you do that? And then here's a little gangster on his cover with the same jerseys. And that's dope because we all emulate success mm -hmm. so the next man might do something king Lil g might be doing something now that i'm copying not in a bad way but in a way that could level up my career just like he did back then that's what we're supposed to do right, as latinos right. and entrepreneurs we got to take the formula and keep leveling it up yep yep hell yeah and like i was like oh, fuck i just had what i was gonna say and i lost that motherfucker you know what i mean but it's all good it's that be good weed if y'all know check them out yeah you already know we out here smoking that good, good. Oh, then Inglewood, then West Hamden, up north on 120th, across the highway from Boondocks. You right. You know what I'm saying? Well, shit. When you, when, you, when you perform, how many? How long is your set? How long do you usually go, man? It depends on the and size of the venue. does it change or what? Or? I change them up. But you know what? I noticed one thing. When I change them up, I have a rhythm to my set, right? Uh -huh. I have a bounce. I have a, a playlist that I'm used to, and it's almost like 
like riding a bike. You've been doing it for so many years, right? So I stack this playlist and I keep on adding to it newer songs and I might mix it up. But when I try to completely change my shit, mm -hmm. it throws me off. I go in the studio with my homie Critical and we'll start trying to put together like a, a playlist, like a new show tape. And like I'll start practicing it before I get on stage, and I'm just don't feel the rhythm. I don't feel the same bounce because I'm so used to that. That other one. Yeah. It's like boxing, homie. It's like you're you're this boxer, right? You study the sweet science, and you're out there. You know how to set up the 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 feints. You know how to 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 set that perfect punch up to hit them right in their chin every time when you faint a certain way. But then somebody, you get a new trainer, and he's like, throw all that shit out the window, and now just go in there and fucking fuck boxing, just scrap. You might get knocked out in two seconds because you're not doing what you're used to, right? It's the same shit. You might be up there out of breath like a motherfucker because you didn't used to this new show tape, you know what I'm saying? So I like to keep it in the same pocket but still give them some new shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, shit, man. I was going to ask you, um, would you have any advice for like the young, young cats getting in the game nowadays? Yeah, you know, I got asked that just earlier. You know, my advice to the youngsters in the game are this. Stay true to yourself, number one. There's too many people trying to do what other people do. I have heard so many records in the last 20 years that sounded like somebody else. Or like when Little John shit started popping, all the production started sounding like that. Or like when Drake, Draco and Draco started popping in LA, every fucking rapper from every side, Crip, Blood, Homies, they all want to sound like Draco. And uh, beats sound like Draco. Everything's the same, right? So I would say number one, if you want to stand out, be different, homie. So be, be, it's okay to bet on yourself and say, I could be different. When I got in the game, everybody was rapping on oldies. Everybody else was a sure shot way that no matter what, people were going to bump your shit. Jack an oldie beat when you're going to rap, do some hella simple fucking hook type shit mm -hmm. and rap about some lowrider drinking on your driveway type shit. Hell nah. When I came out, I was criminals even to make concussions. Watch out for the down. I busted. Fucking discussion. I busted with your blood rushing. That was my first bars I ever spit. And I came in saying, I'm going to spit. I'm going to represent our hand there, but I'm going to have bars. I'm going to deliver some shit that right. not even some of my, my black or white peers in this hip hop shit could do out here on the West Coast, right? And that's what makes you stand apart. At first, people were saying, oh, I don't like him. He's too lyrical. He's this. He's not what we're used to. But I changed the game. I made it okay for the next generation to try some different shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of that shit. Right. Hell and yeah. what's, that's, that's what to do. Just stay original and, and, and stick to your shit and own practice ownership because a lot of these dudes don't know nothing about owning nothing. Not they want to rap on every YouTube beat and that shit goes three, four, five million views. I was just talking to the homie Little Nate in my podcast and my interview and he was saying that he had videos that went up and I was trying to use that as a platform to educate the youngsters to put money in your pocket, buy your shit, own, learn contracts. And if you want to be an artist, there's a lot. You, you want to be an artist, understand this is the most cutthroat business in the game right. in the whole probably entertainment industry. And motherfuckers and artists get fucked the most. So if you want to be an artist, understand you're going to jump in a fucking shark tank and there's blood all in the water and everybody's circling you. So you, what are you going to do as an artist to protect yourself? Yeah, everybody can mm -hmm. pick up a strap in the streets. Everybody can scrap. But that shit don't apply when it comes to corporate gangster shit. Not at all. Not when it comes to contracts and lawyer shit. That shit don't scare nobody. And like they don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, you even like with like, like talking about like Puffy, like if you sign to someone like that, you're going to sign over like the majority of your publishing and ownership just to get put on for Real the shit. work that he's put in. Real shit. You know what I mean? Some people like, you know, with the Biggie shit, talk about that. Biggie had to do what Biggie had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it took Puffy, and I say Craig Mack, to take Biggie to the next fucking level. Straight up. You know, no Craig Mack flavoring your remix. 
you, it's, it's said on podcast he wasn't selling until mm. he hit that shit, and he did have a sick ass Boom. fucking verse on Boom. that shit. More butt than ashtrays. Fucking Fillmore. Oh, yeah. That shit was a smash. You know what I mean? And that's a legendary moment that he took advantage of to, to advance his career. Exactly. Because he could have just said, yeah, I'm just going to be home. Or his ego could have said, nah, Puff, I'm better than Craig Mack. Fuck this. I, I'm the next biggest artist. Imagine he would have gotten his own way like that. He, he talks about that because it sounds like he didn't get along with Craig Mack. Oh, for sure. Like, that was just to blow up. Like, you know what I mean? Because I just seen that the other night. The fool asked him, you having Craig Mack on your album? He like, you kind of clowns on that fool. Like, what? Like, shit, fuck with that fool. Yeah, Craig Mack dissed the West Coast, so I ain't feeling no <laughs> minute. Oh, man. What do you say? I don't even know. I don't you remember. I just remember him and, and Tim Dog. They were dissing the West Coast. I hear hard. Tim Dog still lives in Compton. Is this true? I don't know about that. I heard that, bro. I, I heard know. he lives in Compton still. I'll tell you this. People in Compton don't play, so I'd be very surprised. What's crazy is how many people from That's the That's real East... chopper city in the ghetto. Yeah, nah, bro. What's crazy is how many people in the East back in the day really kind of fucked with him. Like, mm. you hear his name come up a lot as being like a promoter I never almost. even knew he was from Compton. I thought that Tim Dog was from the East Coast. I think, well, I think he's from New York. I think he's from New York. Okay. And he grew up in that, you know, heyday. See, I didn't shit. know that. And he, know moved that. To, he moved to Compton nowadays. That's okay. what I'm saying. But I who see. knows? Dude, I could be. Who knows? I got you. There's a lot of funny-ass cats like that, though. There's a lot of fools that'll diss and you never see them in your life. Chew that, chew that. Well, shit, they're Disney, you mean? They're doing something right. Exactly, They bro. can't get you off their mind, right? Exactly. That's how I've always looked at it. But then there's some motherfuckers that will come out, because I, I remember one time, I never even said this. I'm giving you a lot of exclusives. Hell though. yeah, bro. But there was, a, there was a time where we were dissing it and beefing with a, a certain people from a certain state in the United States, and we pulled up to the show. Uh, I just got done rocking the show. I was sweaty, tired, hot as fuck, out of breath, and these fools approached me in my dressing room, up in a, in a real dark, very, very, very confined space. And they like basically surrounded me, three fools. Uh -huh. And they're asking me, hey homie, I need to get at you. And they're getting me hella strong. I looked at the shoes like, hey homie, chill out. I just thought they wanted a picture, like autograph. Right. And they're like, uh, nah homie, I said I need to get at you. And I looked and I saw like a, by a little, it was dark in there, by a little reflection, a big old shank in this fool's hand. And uh, we kicked it off with them fools, me, Capone, Mobs, and the homie Giant. But like some, sometimes fools won't hesitate. Like some people really will take it there. Nine times out of ten they won't. But there are some motherfuckers out here that shit, shit just ain't rap to them, you know. Why do you and think they take it there, bro? Because jealousy, hate. Like motherfuckers, really that much? Are, yeah. Like, look, look at us. Back in the days, we were on the album covers, slingshotted out with blue bandanas all over, neighborhoods being thrown up, all that. Of course, you're gonna if you put that type of energy and frequency on the earth, it's gonna come back at you. The baddest gangsters, motherfuckers, want to see if that's real. If it's real, yeah. If is it real? You. These fools are passing through my city. Is this real? These fools making all this money off of people like us. Is this real? And then, yeah, homes. Sometimes you gotta figure out the hard way, and sometimes we had to figure out the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't win every episode and every battle. Like, and uh, yeah, that's just part of life, bro, and growing. You know what I mean? Like, you understand and get to a point in your life. Like, like I said, when we kicked it off with them fools, I did it because not to show off or try to prove a point or ego. It was more like I'm getting home to my family safe. Right. Ain't nobody gonna take me take me out this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got I got a mission to do, and and, and I feel like if anybody tries to get in the way of that, they deserve whatever's coming at them. You know what I mean? Because we're out here pushing. What we're pushing, and if you want to take get it, that generational yeah, world. and if you want to take it past that level, past the music shit, and try to come hurt me and my people, then guess what? We're a very dangerous tribe. We're gonna strike. You know what I'm saying? Not for sure, bro. 100. percent 
Well, shit, bro, I definitely appreciate you coming on through, man, and, and blessing me with the podcast, man. You have any kind of just final, you know, anything, man, thing, anything you want to promote? Man, it's all love, homie. God got me. The new album is on the way. Shout out to Joe Thunder for having us. Shout out to Be Good. You guys are always good frequency, good energy. Shout out for you guys having us here. You know what it is. Uh, Roxy Show, Denver, Colorado, tomorrow night. Pull up on us. Make sure you let it be known. Criminal will be coming through with that West Coast bounce. And we're going to make everybody keep their hands up like it's a robber. I said it. Hell yeah, and he definitely got that heat, man. Check yeah. it out. Apple Music, where you got your music at, man? Everywhere that you could find music in the world, I'm there. You can't get rid of me if you wanted to. Shit. All right, brother. I Hell appreciate yeah. you. Much love and respect. Brother. Always, Hell brother. Yeah. You're God always bless. welcome here, Hell man. Yeah. Nothing but love, bro. Much love, hubby. God bless. Hey, check them out. Check out the new music. Like I said, you can check us out, check us out on all platforms. Wherever you listen to music, just Google Smoking with Joe. Or not Google. Type in Smoking with Joe Thunder. You know what I'm saying? And... Check out all the podcasts. We got dope shit with fucking gang. We're almost at 300 episodes, three years. All platforms. Check us out. We're out of here. Peace. Oh, yeah. Much love.